say the word. Just say the word. Instead of going to prison, you'll come here. You can't keep getting away with it. Not even close. Bud. Drop in your pencils. I'll get the paperwork ready. Suddenly talks English now. Let's talk turkey here. It's going to be fine. Don't be cool. No problem. I guess I'll start by uh, like saying kind of how I came across you. Was when I uh, watched the Crystal Lake memories and never sleep again. And they're basically like these, these, these four-hour-long documentaries on their respective uh, genre um, uh, franchise, right? Uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, so that's how I came across you. Um, okay. Halloween, Friday the 13th, or Nightmare on Elm Street, and why? And then, like, my personal favorite out of the industry franchises? Um, if, it's, if it's, like, purely a personal thing, I would probably go for Friday the 13th. Um, huh. And I guess it's mostly just because, like, Halloween, like, honestly, when you get to, like, part four or five, like, it, it kind of loses me. Like, I don't think they're that good. I don't think they're that, that fun. Um, Nightmare on Elm is actually fine as well, but there's just something about, like, all the Friday the 30 movies, at least, uh -huh. like, the first eight, right? I don't know. Like, I can put on any of those, and I'll, I'll, I'll have, like, a blast, you know? Like, they're, they, uh -huh. none of them are pretending to be more than they are. They are just, like, silly 80s slacker flicks, but they're so, like, darn entertaining. And I, I kind of, I mean, you might have that as well with uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, but for me personally, like, I just love, like, Jason and, like, the, the, just the whole, like, summer camp vibe that kind of, like, runs throughout the whole franchise of uh, Friday the 13th. I like Friday the 13th. And then the best horror film before 2000 and after 2000. Before 2000? Yeah. Who? Like, objectively or in my opinion? Uh, I guess you'd say in your opinion. Yeah, whoo. So, oh, that's difficult. Because I, I always, like, if you have, like, best, and especially like pre 2000. I'm, oh. I guess I'm myself, I'm, I'm a bigger fan of like the pre 2000 stuff, so like all of my favorites would probably be from that era. Um, like objectively, you're gonna end up with like a, uh, say like a psycho or like a maybe like a Night of Living Dead or like like one of those classics. Um, Cemetery Man, you know, like Dalamosa de la Mor or like uh -huh. The Animator, like maybe even Scream. You know, like Brain Dead is one of my favorite horror movies, uh, like the Peter Jackson one. And then like after 2000, um, I think the original Saw, I always think is like pretty fantastic. That's Oh, that's what is that? That's like I think post like uh, after 2000, right? Like early on when when like in the early 2000s everything became like like torture porn, but that movie actually did it with style, if you will. Like it didn't focus purely on on the gore. Like that was great. Martyrs is one of my favorites as well from like the, the 2000s. Yeah, I like that one a lot too. That's like like if, that's like 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 pure horror. Like it almost doesn't get like like more like like horrifying than that movie. So yeah, that's that's maybe maybe go for like Martyrs. I would say The Shining. And then the whaling. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are yeah. Like, oh, I didn't even consider like the shining. Like that would almost, almost be like objectively maybe also, like one of the better like pre two thousand uh, horror movies. The whaling is an interesting one because I was also when you asked the question, I was thinking about like 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 Korean cinema, like uh, old boys, one of my favorite movies in general. But I wouldn't per se like consider like a horror movie. Like it has maybe like some elements of it. But the whaling is not an easy one though. Like that's a difficult one to recommend. To read it, and if you, I mean you obviously like it, you would listen to one of the best. Um. Not an easy one, though. I listed are both like two and a half hours long. You know, I think that's like a, a statement about a horror film that you can sit through like a two and a half hour horror film and enjoy it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh, uh -huh. But yeah. But there's also like many people out there that would be like intimidated by like a two and a half hour runtime for like, especially then also like a foreign movie. Like uh -huh. it can be intimidating, but it's it's highly rewarding in the end. I would say. How about your favorite TV shows? I may or may not have heard of. Um. So I watched a lot of. Movies like like entertainment wise, I prefer to watch a movie over like a series. But um, I say I have like a limited time to, to to watch something. If I have like 90 minutes, I can watch like a movie, like one story. It has like a beginning and end, and uh -huh. like that, that's great. 
with many like series, like there are so many good ones out there right now. Uh, but you have like like these, these 45, 50 minutes episodes, and then like in the span of like 90 minutes, you can watch maybe like like two episodes. But you have like so many episodes in one season, and you have like multiple seasons, and it's just it's like uh, it's quite a dedication. And then like a week or three weeks later, you've seen like one series in the same time span. I could have watched like 10, 20 movies, you know. Um, so what I usually tend to do, like when it comes to series, is I could like before I go to bed or like when I'm having like dinner or like whatever, like just watch like a quick like 20 minutes. Um, uh-huh. Um, the show, and it's usually like like comedy series. Like my favorite series of all time is almost like the Arrested Development. I, I think it is so good, and like how it is the first three seasons. That is right. One and the fifth one, I don't think it's good at all. Like the fourth one has its charm, but like intertextual like jokes and like how it's like interreferential and like uh-huh. so many hidden jokes. Like I've seen the series like literally probably like 15 times at least, and like some of them I still discover new jokes, and it's like so impressive. Uh, so that's like one of my favorites. Um, like I would probably list only like like comedy. Right now I'm watching um, What We Do in the Shadows, the series based on uh-huh. the, the the New Zealand movie, and series yeah. hilarious. Like as the, so like series wise, I mostly just watch like 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 comedies. Dramatic series like The Sopranos or so yeah. So way back I watched The Sopranos, which is uh-huh. um great obviously. So like set a template for like these more dramatic like series that all came uh-huh. after it. Um, Twin Peaks. Uh, I love um, because like you know like I, I consider myself as a David Lynch fan and I think maybe like Twin Peaks is like the greatest so like world that he has uh-huh. created and I absolutely love it like if, if I just hear like the, the the first notes of like the theme uh-huh. song I like I'm completely drawing drawn in um, uh-huh. but yeah like 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 I know like people tell me oh, watch Breaking Bad watch like you know Better Call Saul watch like this watch that and it's like there's so uh-huh. much and I want and uh, Game of Thrones and and, 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 and but um I, I guess I'm always like a little intimidated by like how much there is, and then oh shit, I have to like go through like eight seasons, and it's like it's just my, uh, a lot, you know. Do you use IMDb much? Sure. I I I really um kind of replace from personally um IMDb with Letterbox. I'm on Letterbox a lot right now. I mean, if uh-huh. I really want to just look up um like purely like information, I'll, I'll go to IMDb. I guess it has like a bigger database of like pure like also my like, technical information and everything. Um, uh-huh. but when I want to look up like a movie and get like a general idea of if I'm gonna like it. Uh-huh. I, I go through like Letterboxd because I follow specific people on that web platform. Are you familiar with Letterboxd at all? Um, no, I haven't. I've heard of it, but I'm not too familiar with it. it it's basically like an IMDb, but with a more like a social media aspect to it. So you, you follow uh-huh. certain people, and if you look up a movie, you can like you can see in, in, in the list of people that you follow if they've seen it and if they've rated it and reviewed it. So like you uh-huh. can follow specific people that you know have like a similar taste to yourself. And yeah. then if, if I hear of a movie, I look it up and I feel like, oh, that person, that person that I, that I follow, I trust their opinion. They taste pretty good. Like, oh, well, they're the big that I like it as well. And like, you can make lists. I guess it's just awesome. I thought about that, that that's like the main thing that IDB is missing is the whole thing. Uh, it's, it's recommendations right. and everything. Especially after they dropped the whole like message boards, which I don't uh-huh. know if you remember from like they had it like so many years ago. Like, Okay, yeah, and, and I was, like, on those message boards a lot, not posting, just reading, because there were, like, people having, like, super interesting conversations, like, each movie, each actor, each, like, cast crew had their own dedicated message board, where people would just go on and, like, discuss, you would start a topic, and, like, there's a little forum for each, each uh, entry, um, uh-huh. and they removed it, like, a couple of years ago, like, completely removed it, like, just threw it out, not, not even, like, backed it up, I think, um, and it's a shame, and after that, like, I, I used to be a little less, uh, yeah, like, it doesn't really have a, a social aspect to it, and, yeah, that's, like, uh-huh. definitely on, on, on Letterboxd. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, the Netherlands internationally, maybe you know, for its capital, Amsterdam. Um, and would you consider that um, whole aspect of it to uh, have some influence on your outlook towards sex and violence? So that is a good question because I don't know like, how familiar you are with the Netherlands. I'm, I'm sure you like do a little bit of your research. But the Netherlands has always been like a very like progressive country, right? Uh-huh. Um, 
we I think we were the first country like in the world that um, legalized like same sex marriage. Um, like people know about like Amsterdam, like we have like, like legalized like sex work and like our, our laws with like marijuana and like, like uh-huh. euthanasia and like abortion and everything. Like we've been always very like progressive with that kind of stuff. Like, um, uh-huh. and it, it, it might have influenced me like probably like unconsciously. Uh-huh. Um, to have to like maybe like an op- more be like open minded about it because sometimes like when I see um, some you're based in the, in the United States, right? In Ohio. Uh, okay, so it's like the Midwest with like yeah, exactly. farming and stuff, and, but like in this uh, city part. Okay, okay, cool. Um, and like wherever I live, like in the Netherlands, a little bit in Europe, a lot of our news is very like America centric. Like we do get a lot of news from over there, and yeah. and sometimes like it baffles me that with all due respect to the United States, that like they are quite behind on some of these topics. And uh-huh. and then I'm like, it, I, I don't know, it makes me realize like, oh, you know, like I'm just so used to some of these like more progressive. Um, state of the bear, like in, in society, and yeah, like they, they, there's a lot of like discussion about that, like in other countries, and uh-huh. it, like the Netherlands has like a rich history with like sex in movies as well. Like we always grew up knowing like, oh yeah, like you watch a Dutch movie, it's gonna have like nudity and sex, and uh-huh. like, again, like did did always grow up like I don't know, like not being like too shocked by it, and uh, yeah, like uh-huh. like you, yeah, like I'm, I'm pretty sure it must have subconsciously. Has an influence on me and be like more open-minded, not having that much of a problem with it, like seeing it as maybe artistic merit of it, if it's possibly uh-huh. there, you know. In particular, it's like mysterious skin. I know you mentioned that. Yeah. And the United States is like really stigmatized, like homosexuality and stuff like that. And, oh, uh, yeah. Like yeah. it's pretty much like you wouldn't watch a movie like that unless you were gay. Have you seen the Have you seen mysterious skin? Uh, yeah, I watched it. It was definitely hard to sit through, but. It's yeah, exactly, and then like. You know, like despite like obviously there's like like a character like in the, like a homosexual character, and but that's uh-huh. for the people if they were hearing and they're like, oh, that's not why it's hard to watch because it's, it's a very controversial like like theme thematically like a uh, subject matter in, in the movie. Um, uh-huh. It's um, what is this movie? It's, uh, it's a scary one. Like it's, it's, it's disturbing, but um, it's a good one. It's a massive stereotype that orphans are dumb. Do you think there's any truth to that? Um. No, I don't. I don't think. I mean, sure. Like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's horror fans that are dumb, but I'm also yeah. sure there's like sci-fi fans that are dumb. And like, um, I guess like That's if true. it is, if it's true that 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 it even is a um like a stereotype to begin with, it's maybe because I guess like just for the longest time, even way back, like horror was always like the lowest common denominator. I guess like genre-wise, within horror is like simple, cheap scared. It's like, but I don't know. Like especially these past. Well, I mean, it's it, like. Like specifically maybe these past like so many years when like that horror has become like a little more like like I guess they call it like elevated horror, which is understand like a term that I'm a big fan of. But I remember when I started with, with something like um It Follows The Witch, um uh-huh. and The Papa Duke and like and, like Good Night Farming and like all these these horror movies that came out that were like a little different because you always had like all the, the conjuring and the insidious. They, they was kinda of, like dominated like a horror landscape, if you will. Uh-huh. Um and even though they don't think are dumb movies, but then with that wave of like, and now especially with the the, the A24 brand of, of, of like horror movies, um, uh-huh. there's like some intelligent, smart movies in there. Like, I don't, like if it's, if it's a stereotype that's true or like that exists, I think it's very outdated. Even if you like, I, I love like a lot of like 80s so bad, they're good, like dumb slasher uh-huh. movies, but I don't remember, I think that I've watched, read it from, you know, you read the headline, but it was like a, a research or something that, that actually shows that, that, it's, that it requires some kind of like form of intellect to enjoy like these type of like so very good movies. So if anything, it might be the opposite that like horror fans might be more intelligent than people ever see them to be. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think like 
Sure, there's dumb horror fans, but there's dumb people yeah. everywhere. Horror films have been getting made at like a higher intelligent level, uh, more so than in the 80s with like slashers and stuff like that. And I probably wouldn't have watched like any horror films, find it accessible on that level uh, because of those types of films. And there's, again, there's nothing wrong with like enjoying like a dumb. Um, like uh-huh. recently I watched the, the Sadness, which is like a, I guess like a Taiwanese production, but like I'm a member of like a Canadian filmmaker. And it's just like super gory, nothing complex about it. It's just like, like super hardcore gore horror movie. And it's like, yeah, that's cool too. You know, it doesn't always have to be like, uh, like sophisticated. It's all good. I, I started watching that. It, it seemed like it got a little repetitive, you know? Oh, did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did they switch it up? Like halfway through or two thirds or something, it's just pretty much more of the same. Almost halfway. I think I was like 40 minutes in or whatever. Is that, it's a little bit longer, right? Is it like an hour and 37 minutes or something? It's probably something like that. And the Uh rest is probably going to be more gore and more not really like, uh, flesh out characters. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's it's like, I I, I watch it for the gore and for the, like, for the, yeah, like for for the the horror set pieces, which I thought were like pretty credible. But uh-huh. story-wise, character-wise, it's really, it's not going to get any better than as far as you got. Yeah, didn't they have some with, like, a Achilles tendon or something getting removed? Oh, yeah, wait, they, they did, right? Isn't that, like, that was kind of like early on in the, in the film, no? That's what we went okay. into then? That's a little much. Yeah, That's yeah, much. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. So have you seen the random people trapped in a random room randomly dying uh, genre? I know you've seen, like, Cube and stuff like that, but have you seen uh, Nine Dead or The Killing Room? I, it, I guess it's like a specific genre, right? It's like, uh-huh. I don't know how you just call it, but like, it is like random people trapped in a random, like, room or, or building. Um, yeah. And I mean, randomly dying, I guess. Randomly but, dying as well. Uh-huh. Um, like the circle that's, that's like aliens did, or something. No, like none of the ones you did, Maggie. Yeah, neither, like the other ones, like, I had, and I've even heard of it. Is it like a genre that you're into? Because it's a very specific question. Oh my god, yeah, you have to watch Nine Dead for sure. It's Nine Dead? so quotable. Yeah, it's like per- perfectly bad, I guess. zero where it's like the beginning and everything's like it's all like rusty and like before they had enough money to you know make them like yeah yeah, 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 yeah exactly but they are all the random people trapped in a random building like randomly uh moving still yeah yeah <laughs> okay nice or films maybe what you're best known for but i want to know what your interests here are and what draws you to them i work at like this is like my, my day job i work at like a, a motion designer so i work at like uh-huh. a, uh, 2D uh, uh, motion graphics animation, um, yeah. which is obviously like something that I'm passionate about. Like I, I go to work, mostly like that I enjoy going to work like every day. Um, I do a lot of, like video editing and like 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 2D uh, motion graphics animation. But it's like an application for it. It 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 depends on the kind of um, clients we're working uh-huh. for. Like it, it can be something that's like an explainer video, or so, like all like one of the specific like company do and like uh, and hire us to like make like an explanation video. Um, I, I also a lot of YouTube videos. Um, not per se a lot that ends up on YouTube, like every now and then, like sometimes it's also like we work for, um, uh, one big, like pharmaceutical company and they do a lot of like internal presentation and we make like videos that they use for like internal, um, use. Um, I'm also often involved in the, um, pitch 
trajectory of like like getting a client and like we able to do like a, a lot of web design and uh-huh. uh, we if like if we have like a proposal for web design like I'll animate like a website that they like already like it's in use so that the client has a, like a better view of like how it's supposed to look or we like we animate like like little logo animations little trans- and, and transition stuff like that right now I'm also like editing like a brand movie for like a uh, company that sells like sort of like high end furniture and like we did like a nice little video shoot and I'm like I'm just editing it um like that um it is hard work at the end of the day but I I like it. And I try to like incorporate sometimes a little bit of it in, in my videos, but it does take up like extra time. So sometimes I do that. But like just like uh-huh. editing my videos, I like as well, like because it's I don't know, like it's something I think that I'm kind of like okay with. Um, and but besides that, like my big passion is music mm-hmm. and hip hop specifically. Like I'm a huge, huge, huge hip hop fan, and I've been for like many, many years. Like probably uh-huh. like at least like 20 years of like actively listening to hip hop and like. Uh, do you listen to contemporary hip hop or is it like um, indie hip hop yeah. or? I'm, I'm, so like my, my favorite era would probably be like, maybe like, um, 90s, general, uh-huh. late 80s, early 90s. Um, uh, what they, hip hop heads would refer to as like real hip hop. I don't uh-huh. have any problem with contemporary hip hop. I just don't listen to it as much. I just yeah. like, I'm just like the biggest fan of like this, like boom bap 90s New York hip hop sound, right? And it's just early to mid 90s hip hop is, uh-huh. I guess, like my, my favorite era. And, um, it doesn't necessarily have to be like New York, but you know, like it's, it has like such a specific sound that, that's just uh-huh. like, I know, like it makes me instantly feel good, like when I hear it. And yeah, like, and I used to make a little bit of hip hop music myself. Like, I make beats and like I, I wrote lyrics and we did like a handful of gigs. It's a little hip hop group that we have, which I don't do any, at all anymore, but I love to still make like playlists, like make like hip hop uh, mixes that I, some of them that I put on YouTube. Like, just like digging, like finding like some of relatively like obscure stuff and like sort of like curating playlists and, and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like, I love that. Like, I'm, I'm literally like listening to hip hop like almost every day, all day. So I would consider that as like a big part of. Besides, like, what I do with YouTube with the movies and, like, watching movies general, like, music is, like, uh, yeah, like, like, a big part of, like, um, I guess, like, what would define me, if you will. Do you, do you write at all? Like, uh, like, raps or whatever? Uh, I, I used to. Uh, you used uh, to? I, I, when was this? How old were you? Yeah, it's a good one back. I think we did, like, a handful of gigs. It was in, in 2006, 2007. Um, so that's, like, how old was I? Like, in my, uh, not, like, teens, around being 20. Uh-huh. From that age. I'm 35 right now, so like it's quite a while back already. <laughs> what other genres besides rap? Yeah, no, oh yeah, and I have like a huge, huge love for a very specific era of um um it's, it's, it's a very UK like uh, England like very, like even London like super specifically found uh-huh. from like between 2002 2005. I guess it's my favorite era when it there was a UK garage and grime and uh-huh. kind of like how UK garage was a specific genre that was like more popular. It, it, it kept getting like more dark and dark, which eventually sort of like turned into grime and like like dubstep is sort of like uh, related to the that it came from there as well um it was such an experimental time in that like underground like uh, east london sound at the time like just like these these sort of like kids that didn't really have a way to express themselves and like the, the popular music at the time didn't reflect their like like how they saw life in society so they just started making these like experimental sort of like aggressive lo-fi type of beat and started rapping over it and that became grime and I, I absolutely love it especially like in the early years when the beats were super experimental and like it was just raw energy just like little kids and just like like all like white label um vinyl presses with like super obscure beats and you like only like a handful of DJs that it was like pirate radio went interested with a lot really cool like I, I get like super passionate about that stuff as well and it's obviously not as popular or like well known as, as hip-hop like hip-hop is basically like the pop music of, of like contemporary music right um, uh-huh. and, and grime has become so like popular uh, also outside of, of London and, and the UK, but like that specific era in the early days, like 2002, 2005, like yeah, like I absolutely love it. Do a lot of people in the Netherlands listen to like American rap? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we have uh-huh. like our own um, 
we have our own like hip hop um artists like like guys like in, in the charge of like 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 Dutch rappers. I don't listen to it at all actually like Dutch hip hop. Um, uh-huh. but yeah, the American hip hop is is basically really popular over here. Do you read much or listen to podcasts? Um, um, I do not read at all. Like, well, I still have it. Yeah, I, I got this book in the other day. I posted it on like Instagram. It's like, um, um, I think I might have seen that post. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful book. Um, basically on the cinema of Rudyard Leodada, specifically his uh, magnum opus, *A Cannibal Holocaust*. And I, I love getting like these books. Uh, like the, the the grime and like you can get like I was talking about earlier. I have like three books like about that like the birth of the genre and everything. But I often end up not actually reading it. Um, I'm just not much of a reader. Like some people, I just love having in, in my collection. Um, uh-huh. I always say like, I'll get I'll get them eventually, but sometimes I end up not really getting to them. Um, so reader, I'm definitely not. And podcasts, I, I actually don't at all listen to past podcasts. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe maybe I'm not fine on like the right ones. Um, uh-huh. And a lot of people, like, for example, like, on their commute to work, there's a podcast, or, like, during work, or during, like, I don't know, like, like cleaning or whatever. Um, but I'm just so used to just listening to music, I guess, when, uh-huh. when I do that. Um, I feel like with podcasts for me personally, it's just why I, I'm not sure if it would work for me, like, to do it simultaneously with something else. I feel like I would get distracted because I'm so, like, have trouble to, I get, like, hyper-focused on the podcast and, like, on the listening to it part, and uh-huh. I would be able to focus on what I should be doing at the time, you know? So, yeah. It, it, it's not really for me, or, because you like, a, like, you know, any good podcast that could, like, invent their life? Um, yeah, I listen to the Atomic Watch religiously, uh, that's, like, one from the Wall Street Journal, uh, so it's about, like, politics and stuff like that. Okay. But the interesting part is it's, like, I guess it means kind of conservative, because it's, like, their opinion podcast, basically, and I'm, like, a far left extreme, uh, so. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, people hearing me listen to it might think I'm, like, a, a Trump supporter or something, it's just... Not yeah, but, but yeah, no, but, but like I don't know, like I, it's probably better than being in your bubble and only listening to like like echo chambering, like what you already, what you're like. It's more interesting to challenge yourself with like opinions that you maybe wouldn't necessarily agree with, I guess. Uh huh. Yeah, there's another one called Twenty Thousand Hertz. You might get into that. It's about like audio and stuff like that. Like they did an episode oh, really? on like the Wilhelm scream. Are you familiar with that? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, cool. And they did one on like different Hertz levels and. Uh, the laugh track. They did one on the history of the laugh track and like uh, oh, yeah, Seinfeld yeah, exactly. and stuff like that. Like I guess the baseline, the guy who did the bass for Seinfeld. And Seinfeld is one that I never really got into. Um, uh-huh. I'm sure it's it's funny. Like it's, it's like classic for a reason, and I can do the lot for like the format of, of the sitcom. Uh-huh. But I just never really uh, watched it much myself. Um, yeah, that's like my favorite. I know, show. I know, the I know, like the baseline. Uh-huh. I know, like it's. Uh, yeah, the writing's really good on that because I know Arrested Development's writing is. Uh, um, you know, that's kind of what it's done for, like, like the non-stop, like, puns, practically every sentence, so. so yeah, 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 exactly. That too. Uh, yeah. I should then probably like it. Maybe I should give it, like, an honest uh, uh, chance one day, I don't know. Have you ever really given audiobooks a chance, or? Uh, no, no I've, I've, yeah, so I've also never really given it a chance. Um, maybe, like, I know there's, like, so many, like, amazing, like, rhythm words, like, novels and everything, like, out there, and... It would make sense for me saying, "Oh, I'm not that much of a reader." Like, well, then why not like listen to them? Um, uh-huh. But I don't know. No, I've 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 never tried it. Um, maybe I should, but like, I don't, yeah, like I feel like when I would take the time to listen, like I then maybe rather watch a movie or just uh-huh. listen to some music. I don't know. Like, I, now that I'm that busy, I wouldn't have time for it. But then I guess like I would have my, my priorities would maybe be like elsewhere. Uh-huh. Yeah, the best time's probably when you're driving. I don't know if you 
if it's like a long commute or whatever, but because the reason I couldn't get into them was because uh, they read kind of slow. Um, but you okay, know, yeah, 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 stuff yeah. like that, you can like change the speed, so it helps a lot. You listen to it at like 1.6 speed or whatever, yeah, and yeah, you yeah, like yeah. crush a book pretty quickly. Um, how how is the legal system in the Netherlands? Is it uh like I guess it sounds like it's pretty lenient, violence or something like that. And in the United States, are you are you familiar with mass incarceration? Yeah. The United States has like a quarter of uh, that, was twenty five percent of like the world's prison population. Yeah, that is insane. That's true. I mean, I sometimes see these statistics like like fly by. Um, uh-huh. So you might be asking the wrong person right now because even like I'm I'm not even that. I'm sometimes I feel like I'm more involved with like what's going on in the U.S. like politics wise and like society wise, and I'm, I keep forgetting like oh wait I don't actually live there and like uh-huh. the country has, has has their own faults and, and everything. But like these are like the type of questions I can pretend to give you like uh-huh. an, like a meaningful answer, but at the same time uh-huh. I can be honest with you like I, I honestly wouldn't really know like how it would compare to like for example like for your record like like the U.S. Um, uh-huh. I'm sure we like we have faults in our legal system as well. Um, we don't have like as many like a ratio of like incarcerated people compared to like the, the population. I don't think it's that bad over here. Um, uh-huh. I know like like for example the US is like a big problem with also just like incarcerating like people for drug possession or something like uh-huh. that, which I don't think would be like an offense that would have to result in like being like sent to like 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 prison or like jail with like just for like marijuana for example and um Oh yeah but they're kinda of a lot more lenient with that. Yeah, okay, yeah. But that's uh-huh. that's really something okay uh-huh. but yeah so like I honestly I I I, I don't know what I would tell you about like how it is in the Netherlands. Like maybe uh-huh. better, maybe comparable. I honestly, I, I, I'm not quite sure. But, but you probably don't have like the death penalty here. I don't know. I don't. I might have had it uh-huh. way, uh-huh. way, way back when. But uh, yeah, the country called the last time I heard on the news that someone got executed here. So. So do you write at all uh, as far as I don't know, just like creative writing? If I write, it's um like like for example, like I like it's it's scripts for 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 YouTube videos. Um, oh okay. Creative writing, not at all. Literally, like, if I write, it's, um, it's reviews for movies, I guess. Yeah, like, no, because I also don't think I'm a good writer at all. Um, I, I like doing the videos because I can bring a bit of my personality to it. Maybe uh-huh. hide the fact that I'm not a good of a writer. Like, I feel like, oh, uh-huh. I have, like, certain opinions on, like, like, cinema, and I think, like, that my opinions might be, like, valid and okay, and worth sharing. Um, oh, like, on Letterboxd and stuff? Yeah, yeah, I, I do try to write, like, for the stuff that I watch. Oh, check those out. On Letterboxd. Yeah, it's just, uh-huh. like, my, my Letterboxd. I kind of just like, I think it's just like letterbox.com slash horrible reviews. Um, okay. I try to like every movie that I watch and write at least like a little bit. Sometimes I, I, I notice that it's become like too time to me because I want to like write a quick little review, but I end up writing like three or four paragraphs and mm-hmm. I'm like overthinking it, even though like I just want to share my thoughts. Um, I thought, yeah, but even on letterbox, I think even in my bio letterbox, it says like, oh, I'm, I'm not really good at written reviews, but I still just want to share my thoughts. But if I like doing YouTube videos because I can just like, like talk and ramble. That's why, like when you like when you invite me for this, like you're uh-huh. just talking. I think I'm better at talking than uh, than writing. Do a lot of people in the Netherlands also speak English? I think the, 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 there was one research where they did like the the, the the level of English, like the quality of like English speakers in like European countries besides than England itself, of course. I think uh-huh. the Netherlands was like number one or two. Uh-huh. Um, we're generally pretty good at, at English. We uh-huh. learned from like a young age, and our like um, entertainment and media industry is uh-huh. not big enough that we doubt everything so from a young age like we do like get like like kid shows and like animated shows and movies they generally get like dubbed in in, in dutch uh-huh. but did you just grow up seeing a lot of like english series and movies and video games and you're just you get you learn like to read subtitles and i don't know like yeah like you, you, you just grow up 
hearing a lot of English and speaking a lot of English, and generally like people in the Netherlands, their English is, is relatively pretty good, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, your English was pretty impressive. It's a lot better than a lot of people uh, thanks. in the thanks. United States. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know, but uh, I appreciate you saying that. Thank you. You heard of the Satanic Temple? Channel 5 View. It used to be like all gas, no break on YouTube. But like Andrew Cunningham, what's his name? And he does like this uh, sort of like report show. Uh, yeah. called, like, it's, it's, it's Channel 5 View. I don't know if you're familiar with it. I've heard of uh, all gas, no breaks before. Yeah, and, and I think it was like a, a, a legal thing with the name. So they, they changed the like YouTube channel. Um, channel uh, 5 View. And they recently did a video where they would talk to people associated with like the, the how do you call it, the Satanic Church? The, uh, the Satanic Church. Temple, yeah. Because there's, yeah, yeah. there's another um, one. Church of Satan that is okay, like completely the, different. Yeah, I, I think it was the first one that you said, and uh, and I wasn't familiar with it, but then it's more, it's not all like, like we're like like devil worshiping stuff, but it's more also like a sort of like super liberal um, organization that's more about like um, uh, because it was a lot about like abortion and just like 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 a more free approach to like sexuality and this and that and like, uh, like a safe space for people like that. I'm like, yeah, like that's good, like. I, I guess it has maybe like negative connotations because like uh -huh. the satanic temple, like it sounds yeah. different than what it actually maybe stands for. But from what uh -huh. I gathered from that video, I'm like, yeah, you go guys. Like it's, it's, it's a, sounds, sounds great. Yeah, I saw a documentary about them and um, like you said about a bad connotation because of uh, like Satan and everything. And I thought, because uh, a lot of times they'll say like there's like rituals going on or stuff like that. People like honestly believe that, especially in the United States. So they had the like satanic panic in like the 90s and like the, uh, West Memphis Three basically are making all this stuff up, and there were these kids that were kind of like different. They like listened to like metal and watched like horror films and stuff like that. And basically, they didn't have like any evidence against them, and they um, convicted like all of them. And it's a good deal. They only got released like here, like pretty recently. Oh wow! Lifestyles and everything, and like way of thinking, and like want to make like societal changes. Like yeah, go for it. You are well known for the "What's Up, Gangster" and the beer can opening noise. I was wondering, like, how did you come up with that? Um. I'm not sure where it comes from, and especially, I guess, like, in combination with the, the, the Benji Kazooie, uh, Rintel Lair soundtrack that I always do, like, in the background, like, I guess it's sort of like the pint, the, the horrible reviews. The, when it became, like, a thing that I was like, I have to start every video like that, I guess what's up, gang, is, like, um, it's not from super bad, you know, like, where the McLovin character's like, yeah, what's up, gang, and they watch it, and it's like, more than exactly the same, that's not where it comes from, I guess, like, me being and my friends back then was being in the hip hop and like being these these sort of like privileged white uh -huh. suburban kids yeah. listening to all the like gangster rap from the U.S. Like we were always just like yo let's yo gangster shit this and that and I think uh -huh. it subconsciously came from that and it's just like finding me and like this white guy like uh -huh. like living like such a protected life to be like yo let's have gangsters that it was funny I think it came from there mm -hmm. and the whole watching like the whole having like a beer in the videos I think it just comes from that's the way that I want to like profile. Or like 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 yeah like profile get like myself on my channel that is like you know I'm just like a one of one of one of the guys like just like a buddy that you hang out with watch like these crappy movies and like uh -huh. it's like you, yeah you get like pizza then you get like a beer and you you hang out and you watch movies and it's kind of like the vibe that I want to like create I guess with with, with the channel so it's like yeah like if if, if I if you're watching me in a video it's just me you know I'm like in a, in a, in a crappy apartment here on like a shitty couch having a beer having a laugh watching some movies it's like a casual vibe that I guess I wanted to create. What are you drinking right now? Is it? Oh, well, you, you guys are going to be both proud and embarrassed, but it's just an, oh, uh, an American question. Oh. Yeah, it's, so, I yeah, I know that, that people shit on it, especially, like, in Europe, they shit on, like, American beer a lot. Um, yeah, we don't have any that say bud on it. It's, do, you, do they have ones that say Budweiser? Oh, yeah, I guess it's probably, like, the, the, the export. It looks different. Uh -huh, so okay. one, yeah, like, um, 
I, I, I sincerely don't mind these. They're like small bottles. They're like light. They're like, if I want to get like, just like a, like a, like a little beer, like, I'm a, they're fine. I, I love uh-huh. like beer and craft beers in general. Like I often have a, like me not that much anymore, maybe, but like with friends, uh-huh. we get together and we get like all these crazy like craft beers, like these, these super over the top, like bourbon barrel aged Russian imperial styles with like coconut and vanilla, like, uh-huh. like most over the top shit you can imagine. And like, I love that as well. And like in all kinds of like milkshake, IPA flavor, that, that, like the most like uh-huh. weird combination you can think of. But honestly, like a, a Budweiser is fine too every now and then. So I seem to remember you having a Teddy Fresh uh, sweatshirt on, and are you a fan? I think it's like a classic, like original uh, design. I used to oh. watch A3A3 production, like most of like back in the days when it was like Ethan in front of like a camera, like making fun of like um, prank videos and stuff, like like sort of like your origins of it. Um, oh, before the okay, before the podcast. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, even oh. before they 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 found the Teddy Fresh, and I, I so it's yeah, I have like a Teddy Fresh hoodie, and uh, it's not even that I personally have it to like support them maybe like in a way um I, I like the design I like the color a lot uh-huh. um I, I i don't really watch the their, their podcast um i yeah no like it's it's not per se connected to the fact that it's teddy fresh the brand but i just my girlfriend got it for me one day like a, uh-huh. a couple of years ago and i was like oh yeah cool like she saw it before and oh, should i get it for you I'm like yeah cool i, I like that um but there's no real like more thought behind it that uh, that is like oh like support or like this and that. I've I'm, I have I've not really been up to date with their content like even like the past few years maybe not even anymore. Like when I started getting into it was like a few years. Yeah 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 I, I, I think like I think Ethan is like pretty funny. Um, but then with the podcast like I don't know if he is like the best person to talk about like everything that he talks about. But that maybe uh-huh. like you like him as a like on Twitter and stuff like that. Or... Yeah like yeah like um I thought he was always just like funny and like making. Like having fun with these, these these YouTube videos, but I don't know if I personally care for all of his opinions, like on when it becomes like more political and this and that. And uh, so with the podcast, I get yeah, to really agree with his political views. Yeah, right. And then I'm like, yeah, uh-huh. like I just I just like the yeah. I don't, I don't even know if I would like agree or disagree with him on because I'm not sure what all of his stances are. But I'm also uh-huh. not personally like interested in like knowing, I guess. Yeah, he's like a supporter of like the vaccine and stuff like that. Oh, so the other ones with that. With, uh, with, with like COVID. vaccination, yeah. Yeah, they, they just like enrolled all vaccination process, um, process, um, with within then with the boosters and this and that. I got COVID the other day. I uh-huh. went through like two years of pandemic without getting sick at all, and uh-huh. I caught it. And like, and when I told my friends and colleagues, they're all like, "Shit, wait, still exists?" Because you know, like we're basically like completely back to normal. Like everything here is as if nothing ever happened. Uh-huh. Um, until you get like sick and you're like, "Shit," and I didn't have any food in the house, and like my mom. Came to bring me like soup and stuff, which was really sweet. Um, but yeah, like uh, I think a lot of people here are vaccinated. Um, we've had our fair share of protests and like uh, people that are completely against it. Um, but now that everything has calmed down, like that all the restrictions are lifted, um, and you don't have to like show like a, a QR code or like a proof of vaccination at places. Um, so it's sort of like yeah, all of that discussion also kind of just like cooled down. So I know I mentioned like some of the upcoming films. Excited for any of those, like Peter Strickland or. Uh... That one lady, I'm not going to try and pronounce her name, who did Evolution. Yeah, 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 yeah. Haji Alilovich. Do you see Haji Alilovich? I think you can pronounce it. Uh-huh. People watching it, they, they don't have the right context, but we were talking about it, obviously. Um, I'm. There's not super much that I'm like excited, excited about. I really want to see the uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, or what's it called, by the Daniels. I've been um, meaning to watch that. What, what's up with that one? I, I, all I know is that everybody just. Fucking loves it. It's apparently like one of the coolest movies in the world. Um, Swiss Army Man. I don't know if you've uh-huh. seen that one with Daniel Radcliffe. 
which is a pretty original, hilarious kind of movie. Does it have, um, like, body humor in it? Yeah, it's like a dead body that's sort of, like, becomes, like, a surfboard or there's another guy that's stranded on an on a island. But uh-huh. it's, it's, it's very, like, potty humor-ish because there's a lot of, like, farting. But some of my climbing has, like, a heart to it in the movie. Um, and it's, like, pretty original. The new Lucille Jolie. I'm, I'm going to check it out. I, 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 I'm always open to seeing her um, work. <laughs> I kind of love that movie, but I told you like that I have sort of like a love-hate relationship with it because I think it's beautiful in the way it's shot, the, the theme, the thematics, like it, it creates this sort of like surreal atmosphere, but it's also so fucking boring. Um, huh. That's why I have like such a love-hate relationship with that. The same thing happens uh-huh. in evol- Evolution, which I don't like as much as Innocence. I've also only seen Evolution once, uh-huh. but I love like the sort of like like surreal world-building in it, and it's like uh-huh. beautifully shot. Um, but it's also like like sluggishly paced and I know like maybe like ultimately not super rewarding. And I'm gonna always go into like her cinema checking out. Like I've seen some of her shorts. Um, she has like a, a short called Nectar. I think it's like uh, a minute short or something. How did, how did you um, watch that? I do not remember. I think I maybe found it like on, on video. Um, I'm not quite sure. It's been a while since I've seen it. But that one I kind of love as well. And um, I, I just love her like visual style, of visual storytelling. Um, so I'll, I'll be sure to check out like if I ever get the opportunity. Like. It's a shame that her movies don't get like wide releases. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah like I have Evolution. Do I have Evolution on DVD? No, I have Innocence on DVD. But Innocence, I would love to have like a Blu-ray. I don't think it's like because it's such a gorgeously made movie. Um, uh-huh. I want to see it like in its high definition as possible. I don't know if it's even even been released on Blu-ray. Maybe a front that would have like the subtitles. Um, but yeah, what was the the, the the Strickland? Who is that again? I, I, I know you keep mentioning, but I keep forgetting what he's done again. The one I like the most is In Fabric. He did that about the dress. It's mostly a soundtrack, which kind of makes the film kind of like almost like psychedelic, I guess. Like it's kind of like mm-hmm. a one long like dreamscape, and uh, they have oh, like, it's great. like British. The British stuff I don't really care for, but that one's good. Like as far as like comedic tone and stuff like that. Yeah. And what could be a movie? Flux Gourmet, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You did say that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I've added to my watch list. I mean, my watch list is like fifteen hundred times. <laughs> so, but if it's on there, I'll arrive yet to it. That one sounds pretty, uh, pretty interesting, actually. Yeah. Can you create? Yeah, I didn't want to ask stuff that you like kind of maybe indirectly answered, you know, on your YouTube channel. 
Yeah, no, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, and uh, yeah, well, some of your questions are maybe weren't, weren't, or whether they really will answer, but uh, hey, if you if you don't ask, you don't know. <laughs>